Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. This ain't your abuelita's financial advice. I'm your host, Janice Torres Rodriguez, and I'm here to help you tackle grown woman business when it comes to all things dinero. We're going to talk about how to make it, keep it, and grow it. On that note, vamos. Hola, mi gente. This is Janice, host of the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast. And before we get into this week's episode, I want to talk about Black Lives Matter. I'm sure you're asking yourself, okay, well, this is a personal finance podcast, so why do you want to talk about race? Why do you want to talk about inequality? And the truth of the matter is that your money can be used as a tool to support the voices of others. Right now, that focus needs to be on supporting our Black brothers and sisters and elevating their voices. And I plan to elevate their voices through this podcast. I'm committing to you that I will be diversifying the podcast guests beyond the Latinx community and truly making this an inclusive space. It's important right now for all of us to raise our voices, and I plan to do my part. So if that doesn't vibe with you, this might not be the podcast for you, and that's completely fine. But if you're down and you want to keep rocking with me, know that this podcast will always be a space to lift the voices of the unheard. And right now, those voices are those of our Black brothers and sisters. So thank you for being here, and I hope that you continue to support the mission of this podcast. I'm proud to announce that I'm joining the Podcasters for Justice movement. We are podcasters, bloggers, YouTubers, and influencers united to condemn the tragic murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and so many more at the hands of police. This is a continuation of the systemic racism pervasive in our country since its inception, and we're committed to standing against racism in all of its forms. We believe that to be silent is to be complicit. We believe 
that Black lives matter. We believe that Black lives are more important than property. We believe that we have a responsibility to use our platforms to speak out against this injustice whenever and wherever we are witness to it. In creating digital media, we have built audiences that return week after week to hear our voices, and we will use our voices to speak against anti-Blackness and police brutality, and we encourage our audiences to be educated, engaged, and take action. I encourage you to donate to one of many organizations, such as the George Floyd Memorial Fund, the Minnesota Freedom Fund, Black Visions Collective, Campaign Zero, Black Lives Matter, the Minneapolis NAACP branch, or any other organization that is actively working to dismantle systemic and oppressive policies in this country. In addition, you can text Floyd to 55156 to sign a petition and demand justice for George Floyd, or sign up at colorofchange.org to be notified of more opportunities to take action. Thank you. And now I'd like to welcome you to this week's episode. We are going to be talking to Lydia Delacruz. Lydia's story is so freaking inspiring, and she's a great example of someone who has had a very untraditional trajectory when it comes to her career, and she is actually on an entirely new career path. And we're going to talk to Lydia about how she paid off over $30,000 of debt in 11 months. I can't wait for you to hear her story. Lydia de la Cruz is a Latina millennial born and raised in the Bronx. Her parents emigrated to the U.S. as so many do to chase the American dream. The oldest of four children, Lydia struggled with finances to the point where attending college was always put on the back burner. In 2018, Lydia graduated from Lehman College with a Bachelor's of Arts in Psychology. During her first three years of school, she paid out of pocket, racking up thousands of dollars of credit card debt in the process. During her senior year, she finally decided to take a different path, and now she is debt-free after paying off $30,106 in 11 months. Now Lydia is sharing her journey to transition into a career as a software engineer via her new blog, Poderosa Coding. You can follow Poderosa Coding on Instagram at Poderosa Coding. Lydia, how are you, boo? I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so like in a pinch me moment. It's like, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't believe it. I actually spoke it into the universe and it's actually happened. I'm on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? I love that. Yeah, no, of course. So I actually found you through Vanessa Wander Onwards to the Side Hustle Summit. Mm-hmm. And I found your podcast and I was like, what, what? I'm like, how did I miss this? Like, like Latina woman finance, like, no. So I added your podcast to my subscription. I started listening to all these amazing, like women, like making shit happen. And I was just like, nah, like I'm, I need to continue (laughs) listening to this. And every time I heard a recording, I was like, gosh, she's freaking amazing. I would hit the follow button and I'm following every single person you've ever interviewed. Um, and I told myself, oh, I'm going to be there one day. I'm going to talk about my story. I can't wait for the time to happen. Manifestation yeah. is a real thing. People don't oh. believe, but <laughs> you got to speak it out into the universe because the shit will come back. It will. And that goes with the bad stuff too. So you got to be careful. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I remember I listened to, I think it was, um, 
prior no it was i think joy uh valeria joy valerie joy i I was listening to her podcast and i'm also guatemalan and i was just hearing all the things that she was doing and i was like oh my gosh she's freaking amazing i was like i'm so inspired by her i i took notes and i'm like have all these ideas in place and i was just like i want to be here one day giving back to the community, being on this podcast, talking about my journey and just helping my own community. And then like you sent me a message and I was like, oh my God, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So here I'm we are. Honored and I am so just blessed to be able to provide a space. And, you know, right now in America, we are dealing with an entire group of people who have felt unseen for generations. And so more important than ever, I feel like this, the mission of this podcast is to continue to provide a space for our voices to be heard so that you don't feel alone, so that you know that, you know, that struggle is real, but we're all going through it and we are going to fucking succeed regardless. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Everything you're saying. And And just, I, I mean, I was like, I couldn't believe that I had not found you. Um, and I feel like everything happens for a reason. Like I found you at a time where I was close to my debt freedom journey and just hearing all these Latinas and the inspiring things that are doing, it really, really like it, it hit me and it's just igniting my fire in me of all these ideas that I want to bring to life. And I'm literally learning from them. Um, and I am so appreciative of that, the space you're providing, the voices that are being heard, and just this platform in general, overall. Well, thank you. So let's get into your voice. I want to know who you are. I yeah. want to introduce yourself to everybody. And let's talk about why you are here, girlfriend, because we're celebrating a big ass <laughs> milestone for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a little bit about myself. I just became uh, debt free officially May 15th. Uh, yes. Uh, I paid off $30,106 in 11 months. Wow. Um, yep. I'm half Dominican, half Guatemalan, born and raised in the Boogie Down Bronx. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, 31 years old. I'm currently residing in Harlem. Um, I, my background story, I mean, I am the oldest of uh, four siblings. Um, in terms of money, you know, one word that I keep resonating with in most recent podcasts, um, I think is Daniela, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. She kept saying in her house, she kept hearing her dad always scolding her for spending money at home. I always mm-hmm. heard the words, no, no tengo dinero para eso. No yeah. tengo dinero para eso. No tengo dinero para eso. Um, and it's just, it was a... A constant hearing that around my house it, in terms of myself I never had money like I was always broke and I was just like nah this can't be it I have to I have to make a change um so yeah I I, I started my debt freedom journey and here I am <laughs> here you are so round of applause first off because like anytime anybody is celebrating these types of you know accomplishments we know it's not easy And so we're going to get into how you actually went about doing this and all those details. But first, I want to know, because so many of us have this money story, this money narrative in our 
brains that come from how we were raised and how we were taught about money. And it shapes every decision that we make. So why don't you tell us a little bit about like what your relationship was like with money growing up and, you know, how that narrative was shaped for you? Um, so, yeah, so just picking back off in terms of my uh, family upbringing, uh, we were, I live in a two bedroom apartment, uh, me, myself, uh, siblings, my mother at a time was in a, until recently as an adult, I realized she was in a domestic violence relationship. Mm. Um, so there was a lot of, uh, violence at home with her partner. I grew up around that. My parents were divorced. So every other weekend I was with my dad. And to be honest with you, my dad was my escape. Um, Mm. he, he created these memories for us. I remember my dad taught me how to play tennis. He put me in all these sports and it really helped me just take off the load of what was really happening at home. Um, with that being said, money was scarce. Um, I always heard my mom say, no tengo dinero para eso. No tengo dinero para eso. I remember always in August, my mom would shop for us for the entire school year. And the first thing she'll tell us is, esos tenis se van a durar el año entero. No quiero que me los, que me los ensucies, no quiero que me los dañes, porque no te voy a comprar hasta el próximo año. Right. Um, always. So I was like, shoot, like I have to make these sneakers last. I have to make <laughs> them last, right? So there was always, never, I had, I, I never had an allowance except for my dad. In terms of my mom, she really never had money. You know, she grew up, my dad gave her money, child support. She was in a domestic violence relationship. She had my sister, um, Karen, now, and she was just raising us. She was really struggling. Um, I think she tried her best to not make us aware of it, but it was it was pretty it was pretty obvious to us. So I knew that there was problems there. So I would seek my father for an outlet. I would always seek him for money. Mm-hmm. Um, and growing up. Uh, once I did get my first job, that was my opportunity to say, you know what, everything I was said no to here I can do, you know, mm. uh, I was able to buy more than one year's worth of clothing, you know, uh, I didn't have to wait for August for the starting of the school year to get a fresh, fresh new pair. Um, I vividly remember I had hush puppies back then, which was the thing. Oh my gosh. So I remember I got the black ones because I know that I needed them to last. I was like, my mom was like, well, I'm just going to get the black ones. And I got the black ones because I wanted them to make them last. I would get home and I would clean them. I would like wipe them down and make sure I took care of my clothing and items because I know I wasn't going to get a new pair. Like I had to make them last. Um, so yeah, definitely growing up, there wasn't a lot. Um, I, I saw my mom, she back breaking job. She is a housekeeper until this day. She's a housekeeper. Um, she does a lot of cleaning, you know, a lot of people in New York city here, wealthy, Um, and they donate clothing to her. So a lot of the things growing up and up until now, my mom literally like these wealthy folks would give her loads of clothing and she'll bring it home. And that's what I would use. And until this day with no shame, she gives me, Hey, I have some work slacks for you. I'm like, bring it over. I'm going to take that. No (laughs) shame. Y'all could do. Listen. Um, so yeah, growing up, not a lot, you know, Latino, my mom from Guatemala, you know, a lot of, no tengo para eso, no tengo para eso, no me hables de eso, cuando entremos a la tienda, no me pidan por nada, like, Mm -hmm. the whole speech, (laughs) 
it's, it's a very common narrative for very, our, yeah. our community. And so I think that's why so many of us, like millennial Latinos that are the first to go to college, the first to start earning more than our parents, like there's a big disconnect when it comes to how we have to move with money because you know, our parents were in survival mode. Like when you are in that space, like you ain't trying to think about the future. You're trying to think about what the fuck nope. I'm going to have for like, what am I going to put on the table for my family? Like tonight. Yep. So yep. you, you don't plan for shit like investing or like paying off, you know, student loans mm-hmm. in a faster amount of time, like student loans. I mean, I don't even think my parents understood that you had to like take out tens of thousands of dollars to go to school Cause it just wasn't even a thing that they ever had no. to do. Like my father was in the Navy, so he got his education for free and he never like used anything from the GI bill, which I, to this day, I'm just like, wow. he probably didn't know. They didn't know. Mm-hmm. I'm tell them. And you know, my mother went to community college to like get some administrative, you know, assistant skills like typing and very basic things. Mm-hmm. And but that was like later in her career. That was like in her forties because she got laid off and she couldn't find work and she needed to like learn things like mm-hmm. Microsoft Excel and and stupid shit like that. So yeah, our parents were not equipped to guide us, and so that's the reality of things. So that leads a lot of us to get into financial trouble. Yep. So. Let's talk a little bit about what your debt situation was like and where it came from. Yeah, so so a little bit about me. I didn't when I I was sort of a at a rebellious stage. So when I came out of college um, and during high school, I really never knew what I wanted to be or wanted to do. Um, so I re- and I tell you, till recently, I figured out what I want to do. And when I came out of high school, I really followed my friends. Um, They were like, come with me. I'm going to City College. So that's another thing. My parents did not let me leave New York. Mm. Like that was a no. I could not go on overnight trips. I cannot go on college state visits. None of that. My dad was super protective of that. Um, Highly upset at him. So I had to stay in state. There was no choice about that. Like they gave me a listing of community colleges. They're like, listen, you're going here. You're not leaving New York state. Um, mm-hmm. so I just follow my friends. A lot of my friends went to private schools. They took out loans. I was like, mm, not doing that. Um, I went to city college the first whole semester. I filled myself up with 8am to like 6pm classes. Cause I didn't want to be home. <laughs> that was my escape. I was like, oh my God, I don't, I don't have to be home. I can fill up my mm-hmm. classes with that. Um, so a little bit about myself. I just graduated 2018 with my bachelor's of in psychology at the age of 29. Wow. Yeah. So it took me a long journey because financially I screwed up my first semester at college. I took all these classes. I stopped going to college because there was just so much uh, trauma that I was dealing with at home and other factors. And I stopped, I, I, I couldn't go. I had to work. I didn't have an option. I had to work. Um, it was a lot for me at that time, working and going to school. It was just too, it was, it was burning me out. Yeah. Um, so I decided to stop going to school, work and contribute at home. And I kind of did that for a couple of years. And up until I realized that I was heading a lot of a lot of doors were starting off on me because I didn't have a degree. Mm-hmm. And that just fueled me to go back to school. Um, I got my own apartment. Um, 
then I realized I don't really need to have my own place with my partner at that time. I can just go back home and do this. Um, so that's what I did. I actually went up going back home with my mom, living with her. Um, we had a really great time. We reconnected. Um, you know, she was no longer in that relationship anymore. And I really feel like me, my mom and my sister, we had the most amazing times as women in that apartment. Um, so yeah, I went back home, uh, decided to go back to school and decided to, that's enough. I'm going to get my college degree and I'm going to do it. Uh, neither of my parents have degrees. My mom just did up to middle school. My dad got a certification in Dominican Republic for engineering. Um, so yeah, I, I did that. So I graduated just recently, 2019, full-time work and going to school four years straight, no breaks. I did wow. winter, summer. I did not stop. Um, I was fully committed, driven, and decided I, I need to get my degree. I need to have a college degree. Um, so a lot of my debt was school. Um mm-hmm. Because after the age of 26, if I'm not mistaken with FAFSA, you're no longer eligible for financial aid. So a lot of it was school loans. So I had to take out student loans my last senior year. And the first two years, actually the first, all around three years, I was paying out of pocket. That was another wow. thing. I was working to pay for school. Um, my, my third year, my junior year, I um, put my last semester on a credit card because I couldn't oh afford it. Wow. Yeah. So a chunk of my, I want to see a chunk about like 50% of my debt was student loans and credit cards that I just put my tuition on because I really refused to put it to get student loans up until my last semester, my, like my ego, I had to like calm myself down, like ego, like chill, relax. Like I'm going to take this loan on, but I'm going to pay it. Um, so yeah, most of it was education wise. I paid my tuition. The other half of it, I just want to tell you, it was just like little frivolous thing, shopping, um, paying for things. I always, because I never had money, I always paid for other people. So I would pay for things for my, my family. I'm like, Hey, let's go to dinner at Applebee's here. And I would pay, 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 pay. My mother, I would get her all these gifts, uh, family, even with my friends. Um, I treated a lot of friends to different things. He's like, hey, I got it. Don't worry. Swipe. Right. Um, And then it just started really, it started to catch up on me. (laughs) Where do you think that need for to do that came from? Oh, to be honest with you, I emailed. It was one person, one person. His name is Felix Leclerc. Um. August 2018 summer. And I remember this vividly because he seriously changed. He changed my life with a conversation. Um, at that time, I was pursuing a career change. I, for the last six years, I've been working in administration in the education department. So I've worked, I've worked and helped start up a charter school uh, like about six years ago. Um, so I did that for four years, opened up the middle school and the administrative side, set up systems in place, whatnot. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I want to kind of find, I want to find myself in the education system. So I started talking to people and my teachers, my fellow coworkers, and I came across the occupational therapist at the school. Amazing individual, so supportive and helpful with the kids, with staff, friendly, joyful. So one day we sat down and I was like, can you help me? I kind of, I think I want to explore occupational therapy. So we started talking, we started talking. And then one day he was just like, Hey, I have a question for you. And it's going to seem very personal. He said, 
do you have a savings account? I said, yeah. He says, do you have money in that savings account? I said, no. He's like, why are you saving? I said, no. He's like, why not? And I froze. I was just, I don't know. He's like, I want you to do me a favor. He's like, you have Amazon? I'm like, yep. Go online and buy two books. Jarrell Collins, Simple Path to Wealth. Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I want you to read those two books, he said. And I want you to start saving. He's like, do you have debt? I said, yes. He's like, when are you planning to pay that off? I said, I don't know. He said, you need to pay it off. Stop living with death. Stop owing people and start paying yourself. And I was mind blown. I was like, what is he saying? <laughs> like, I thought like he was talking to like another lap. I was just like, what? Mm-hmm. What? Uh-huh. Um, he's like, I'm paying it forward. He's like, I'm a Latino. I'm looking out for my people. He's like, I'm paying you forward with this knowledge. And I want you to do the same. I cleared out my debt. I own a property. I just purchased a property in Florida. I what? Yeah, he was oh, on. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay, hold on. Because you got spoken to by someone who came yep. down from heaven in like human form yep. to revolutionize yep. your life. So, he did. Wow. Okay. So before that, you're like spending money, you know, you're not really thinking about the future. Like what I want to know, what is it about like, paying for your friends and your family? Like, why did you feel the obligation to do that? I'm, a, I'm just naturally a caring individual. Um, I'm a water sign, Pisces. And mm-hmm. I've started to learn about myself and my personality. I genuinely enjoy and get joy and love caring for people. Like, I'm pretty sure like my neurons fly off or like all these dopamine things, scientific. And me just like, and I generally enjoy caring for people. I generally enjoy looking out for people. And, and, and it doesn't have to even be financially. Like my friends know this. I'm generally in love giving and I don't expect nothing in return from anyone. Um, it just felt good in a position where I was able to pay a tab, right? Yeah. I was able to pay for my family's outing. I was able to pay for my friend to get whatever X gift uh, deliver your flowers on her birthday. It just felt good to be in that position, even though it wasn't even my money. It was a credit card. <laughs> yeah. I was getting the bill statement, right? Yeah. I don't know why. It's just, it just felt good knowing that I can do that. So for me, and I will say this with a bit of, um, you know, I've had a lot of time to self-reflect and I have felt that I deal with a lot of guilt around money. And so that has caused me to do the exact same thing. So for example, I moved to Florida, my family's still in New Jersey. So one of the things that I was started doing out of guilt of like, quote unquote, leaving them and, you know, abandonando, abandonando la familia, I started paying for their flights to come and visit because I felt like that was my duty. And that's not cheap. Um, but I felt like I was in a position financially to like be able to do that. But I, I don't even think I was doing it out of like genuine, I want to do this. I felt like it was an obligation because I left them. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of how we spend money is one of those things you have to really start getting behind the motive because there could be a lot of internal 
shit that's going on there mm-hmm. that is making you move a certain way with money. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you on that. I've I I know uh, May is Mental Healthness Awareness Month, and I actually started doing research, and I actually am going to start therapy because I want to get deeper deeper into myself and self-reflecting and really understanding myself and the way I move and what I do and if I'm doing it intentionally or not. Um, so I've actually have, because of what I've dealt with in, during my childhood, I want to get deeper into that and see if it has manifested as an adult. It has manifested in the way that I just deal with my finances mm-hmm. um, or dealt with my finances. Um but I hear you on that. I, I have come, I feel like it just felt powerful. Like I was like, yeah. I would sit there and I'm like, Oh, I just felt, I just paid for this tab. That feels good. Like, mm-hmm. like I just looked and I was like, it just felt good to when the waiter comes over and like puts it that, you know, that slides it like low key discreetly, like under your elbow or whatever. And I just grab that sucker and I'm like, here, bang, pay for that. You know? Right. <laughs> was it really powerful given the fact that you were putting yourself into debt to do those types of things? No, then that's when it kind of hit me. I was like, right. when that bill came through, I was just like, damn, sis, like, uh, I'm going to have to pay right. for that later. Yes. Um, okay, so you have your conversation with your counselor, right? Is that who yeah, it was? Or- yeah, yeah, my, my, co- my colleague, yeah, co- my okay. mentor. Mm-hmm. And he sets you on this path to start learning about the true power of money. So what does that do for you? Oh, it just sends me on this like whole journey. Um, so I started reading the book, Simple Path to Wealth. I started reading J.L. Collins. I went online. I started Googling, a lot of Google. Google is such a powerful tool. And mm-hmm. I started finding a community of other people. I started finding ways to become debt-free. I found individuals. I found meetups. I found... YouTubers and it just ignited in me. It was like, holy shit, there's people out there paying debt. Like, say what? Mm-hmm. And JL Collins himself, Simple Path to Wealth. I, I, that is my like finance holy sort of book. I always yeah. reference to it. Um, it just it changed my my view and it really, it really resonated with me with that conversation and what he said. And I just I I started. I started my journey um, and I want to do say, I didn't start immediately. I started writing down my debt because that's what he told me. He's like, write down all your debt. I did so. I have my notebook and I reference back to what I wrote, um, but I didn't, I didn't commit to it. Uh, three months down the line, I gave up and yep, I gave up. I started paying for things. I started paying more than the minimum because I was only paying the minimum. Um, and at that time, I really felt, I felt it. I felt broke. I really felt it. Me paying more than the minimum was hurting my pockets. And I didn't like that. I felt mm. uncomfortable, right? I had, I started to say no to certain things. And I'm like, wait, why? If I still have a, I have a balance, I have available credit. Um, so I stopped midway, uh, December, 2018. And he, you know, he was always routinely checking up on me. Unfortunately, I changed jobs. Um, so we lost, we lost contact. Um, and I just stopped in time. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. Early and six months down the line, I was like, nah, Lydia, you can't be doing this, man. Go back. Try again. And at this time on my Instagram feed, I was following all these people on the Deaf Freedom journey and they were really inspiring me. And I was like, you know what? I need the support system. I need, I need, I need the hype because right now in my circle, I'm the only one doing this. There's no one else doing this. Like I felt alone. So I started reintegrating myself back in the community and I actually started attending meetups. I started to put myself out there. I started talking about it. I started putting it out to the universe and I started connecting with other like-minded individuals. So back in June, 2019, um, that's when I really started back up my deaf freedom journey. Um, I started talking about work. So now I had the support system at this new job. Um, I had uh, a former financial advisor working with me at work and he sat me down and he helped me create an Excel spreadsheet. And he just started talking to me. So now I had someone else, like another mentor at work in my circle and Mm -hmm. he kept me accountable. And until this day he does, and my coworkers, right? They kept me accountable. They started following my track. And it's just like, it just flew me off. Like I was like in an airplane. Like it felt like sort of like I'm on an airplane full of passengers that are on the same <laughs> path as me. And we're all just like flying off together, right? That's um, amazing. Yeah. So I just started integrating me my, myself back in the community. A lot of meetups. Um, I attended a meetup that was held by zero based budget Cindy mm-hmm. and according to my well, calculation nobody knows that she's my sorority sister but yes, really oh I love her I know her from back in the day <laughs> that is so wait you know her other sorority sister uh Janila uh Jamila is it mm, no. I would have to see her face, her face. So okay 
No worries at all. Um, so yeah, I met another sorority sister of hers at the meetup. Um, and then Save My Sense was there, right? So like, I met all these people on this meetup, not, and they were, I did not have their Instagram handle. Like we all shared it there. And when I started putting them in my Instagram, I was like, whoa, like you have a whole page talking about this. Um, yeah, so I just started following them. I went to my first meetup there and I was completely quiet. I was observing. I went by myself too. And I brought a notebook. I started taking notes and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so powerful. And yeah, I just, I just left it off. I started my Excel spreadsheet. My coworker was checking in with me. My, my, my friends, my friends are such a support system. My friends understood me when I said no, they understood my budget. They're like, I'm like, girls, I can only spend X amount of money this day. They understood it. Um, my family, I put it out there. I was like, y'all ain't getting no gifts. <laughs> I am buying nothing. I said, and that's exactly what I did. Like Father's Day, Mother's Day, Christmas, birthdays, all this stuff. I'm like, listen, nada. I will cook a dish for you or something, or I will go clean your place or something. I would do something a labor, but I monetary wise, I am not doing not nah, nah. It ain't happening. There's so much good advice in what you're saying. First, first off, let's talk about accountability because that's why people like that find the group of people, like even something stupid as like trying to lose weight. When you have people around you that are keeping you yes. for the goals that you speak out, like it's a lot harder to walk away from them. Right. So I think that was your first successful move. And then this, like keeping it real with people because mm -hmm. being on the debt-free journey is hard. Like a lot of people are just like, but why? Like, why would you want to pay off your debt? Like my husband is one of those that for the longest time, you know, I would tell him, I want to be debt-free by 35. I'm going to pay off my student loans by, by 35. And he's just like, but why? Like, why are you going to put that <laughs> stress on yourself? And I'm like, it's not stress. It's like, I got a goal, you know, like yeah. we got shit to do with this money and like paying back fucking Sally Mae is just not what I'm trying to do nah. it's not a look nah these corporations <laughs> just like living off of us and shit no. so nah. I think that's amazing yeah. so I want to talk about like strategically how did you actually like get the funds to pay off over $30,000 in 11 months like because that is some serious change yeah um, so like I said, I found this, my coworker who is a former financial advisor. He kind of sat down with me. He, we created a spreadsheet together. Um, <clears throat> he's like, listen, <clears throat> Google online, look at the snowball, uh, snowball method is snowball, uh, something else accelerator. I forget the second one. Mm -hmm. And he's like, figure out which one, um, works for you. He said, and budget that into your spreadsheet. <clears throat> Cycle, uh, Psycho psychology proves that if you pay off your first minimum account, like it'll just, it'll, it's a snowball effect. It'll just keep yeah. you moving. He said, cut out expenses. He said, if you can, he says, look for another job or here, he says, figure out if you can do overtime, pick up more tasks. So I did my spreadsheet. This was June, 2019. <clears throat> and I spoke to my principal who I work in a school. So I hope I spoke to my principal and I was just like, you know, is there an opportunity for me to do overtime? Is there such thing? Um, so it happened to be that there was such thing in the budget that I can't do overtime. Um, and at that time he was like, yeah, um, it's in my contract where actually I'm a parent coordinator. So I deal with admissions. I deal with, I have multiple hats in our school. So he's like, yeah, I'm like, there's actually unlimited amount of overtime for you. And I was like, 
Okay. I was like, mm-hmm. what else can I do? So I just started picking up tasks, right? I started picking up a lot of tasks. I, I was doing admissions um, at the time. I was also part of a team, the attendance interventions team. I work for a uh, credit recovery school. So a lot of my students are students who are over the age and undercredited, right? They're like 18, 19 years old, still in ninth grade with like five or four credits or have multiple transfers of different schools or environments or just different factors in life that happen to him that them that traumatize them and then they come to our school for a second chance so we're a second chance school so that's the population of kids that I work for um so yeah so I was part of the intervention team trying to retain them motivate them I started picking up more tasks at work. Then I started to do our school store swag, right? I started to do that, doing the designing, speaking to vendors. So I was just picking up a lot of different tasks at work. And then I was able to work after work. So after the kids went, then I would still stay in the building. So this day, like I was staying in the building with like the custodial staff, closing the building, literally. Me and the custodial staff got cool. He knew I was there after hours. And I just started... I just did that. A lot of overtime went into place, a lot of work, um, after work. Um, yeah. And that just fueled it. So I started to see in the surplus of money into my overtime. Every time I got paid in my Excel spreadsheet, I assigned my money to go towards something. Um, so I was able to pay more than the minimum actually. So I had a goal for each credit card and I already knew by one month I would pay it off for. Mm -hmm. So I started with the minimum amount, which was like my capital one, like 600 bucks. I pay that off the first month and so forth. And I just kept doing that. Right. And I just kept paying off and setting goals to pay off a specific amount in a specific, um, uh, card. Um, and that was a snowball method. Um, so yeah, so every time I got paid, I had my living expenses and then I just would send up a chunk of amount towards a specific card. Um, and the largest amount of my credit was my student loans. So that I kind of left for last and I had a goal to become credit card debt free, um, December, 2019, which I achieved that. Um, and then Yeah. And then recently, May, I just finished paying off my student loans. Um, So overtime factored in. I didn't count on my tax returns at all. I did not even remember that I was going to have tax return. Uh, So I applied that towards my death. And also, we recently got a stimulus check. And I'm very grateful at the fact that I'm in a position that I am. I do have a job. I am able to work from home. So what I did with that stimulus check was I just push it into that right away. That's amazing. Girl, yo, like I am just smiling from ear to ear because it sounds like you just legit went on a transformational journey. And so I want to know like what that felt like coming from a place where you're just like, whatever, I'm just, you know, dead is dead. And it is the reality of life to being like really actionable and deliberate about getting rid of it. Cause that takes a lot of work, not just physically, obviously you were doing a ton of overtime, but like from the mindset perspective, I mean, you could have just started seeing that money in your bank account and be like, yo, like I can't put this towards debt. Like I I just like how it looks. I want to spend it on things that are more gratifying. So how did you get past that like block? I, to I go back to my support system. I really had a great support system and my 
Instagram feed, I really changed my entire profile to start following people who were in my same uh, journey, debt freedom journey. And that really amped me up. And by reading The Simple Path to Wealth and also a little bit, I started hearing about Vicki Robinson's and just being intentional with your money, right? So understanding that my hard work, so those hours. I was putting in like 12 to 13 hours at work. I was there from like 7.30 a.m. to like 7 p.m., like five days a week, right? Um, So understanding that for every hour that I was getting paid, I was paying for something materialistic. How worthy was that, right? How worthy was that shirt or that outing of that hour? Like how many hours of work am I putting into this shirt, to this concert, to do I really need to go, right? Do I really need this shirt? Do I really need to purchase this person a delivery of flowers or whatever at the time? Um, And I was like, nah, this feels good. I really was getting some sort of like, I was sort of on some kind of high (laughs) seeing that my, the numbers were decreasing and it felt so good. It felt, I felt in control. Um, And just, and just sharing it, like, Gosh, I can't, I can't really explain it. Like just having that support system. I had it at work. I had it with my friends. I had it with my family, with my social network. I was about it. I was in it. I was breathing it, eating it, all about it. So that really fueled me up. Um, yeah. Really, really, really fueled me up to the point where I really, I really wasn't interested in spending it. I really genuinely wanted to put it into towards that. Mm. I think, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you created the environment to be successful. So I think that's that's amazing. And I'm so proud of you. So <laughs> now you are in a position that you are hashtag goals, okay? Like people are going to look at you and they're going to be like, damn, I'm about to do the exact same shit because she did it, I could do it. So for those people that listen to this conversation and are just like freaking inspired but are overwhelmed, they don't know where to start. What advice do you have to give them to start getting control of their finances? Start being intentional with your money. You know, realize where your money is going, your hard-earned work money. Um, look at your bank statements, right? And that's what I did. I started looking at my bank statements and I started realizing where my money was going, the category. I printed out my bank statements. I started looking at where my debt was going, where I was spending my money. And it, that's where it kind of hit me. When I started seeing that Forever 21 purchase, <laughs> when I started seeing that like Fashion Nova purchase, right? When I started seeing all those wipes for, for brunch, eating out and dinner, I was like, And then seeing the small amount that I was putting towards debt and the bills that I was not paying, I think that's where it really hit me, right? So just being real with yourself, understanding that, yes, it's going to be hard, but it's it's short term, right? It's a long term goal you're looking at here right? In the long term, you are going to build wealth. It is temporarily and it is possible. I am not, my salary is not a six-figure salary, right? My, I, my parents didn't help me. Um, I didn't get a second job. I could have, I could have, and I was going to, (laughs) I was going to legit. I was applying for other second jobs. Like I, I was putting myself out there. I was willing to do it and I had no problems working seven days a week, 
at all whatsoever. Um, but just being real with yourself and understanding that it is a short-term sacrifice for a long-term goal. Start with your bank account statement. Start looking at where your money is going and hit it off from there. Hit it off from there, you know? Love it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's important to remember, and I posted this on my Instagram, being broke is a temporary situation, yep. but staying broke, that shit is a conscious choice. Like you just choose not to give a fuck. Yeah. And like, that's just what it is. So what are some things that you would like tell yourself? Do you have mantras or something to like stay aligned with your goals? Um, there's one thing, there's two, um, mantras that I live by. And one of them, if, if not now, then when, mm. And the second one is you have to get uncomfortable to be comfortable. Yes. So I I was, I put myself intentionally very uncomfortable situations where I limited myself. I cut my expenses. I said no to a lot of things. I missed out on a lot of things, but that was, I made myself uncomfortable for that time. Now I am comfortable. Right now that I am debt free, I am comfortable. Uh, I am knowledgeable, and I am sharing that knowledge right with my friends, with my family, with my coworkers. Uh, the first one, if not now, then when? Is I kept telling myself, if you don't become debt free now, then when will you become debt free? Right? Mm-hmm. When are you going to do it? Right? right. Why not start now? Um, and I just kept behind my behind my head always on my on the mirror in my dresser post-it notes I just surrounded myself with it and I kept reminding myself it is short term if you're not going to do it now then when are you going to do it I love it (laughs) okay so what is next for you now that you have bought back your freedom what are you Uh, on to next oh man um so I actually like I went back saying, I never knew what I wanted to be in college. I never really undertook the time to understand myself, who I am, um, internally and externally, understanding my personality, who I am, the skills that I've acquired through different careers and different job positions in my career. Um, and I am a very creative person, right? I love to give back and I love to build. I am very organized. And I realized that I want to be a software engineer, right? Mm. I want to code, right? I want to be in tech. And so recently I actually became, I started my journey um, and I started a blog about it. I have an Instagram page on it and I am on the journey of becoming a software engineer, um, inspired by many, many women, Latina, women of color out there and yeah, I'm doing it. I'm about it. And shout out to the come up. Um, shout out to Make Real Sense Carmen. Um, they they both talked about their journey and really fueled me. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've been... And another thing too, I go into people's DMs with no shame. Like I send messages out there to people. I've communicated with Carmen. I've communicated with other content creators, uh, Gianni for glattong.co. And I'm sorry if I may be, may be mispronouncing that. Um, and I ask questions before fully diving into becoming a software engineer. I watch a lot of YouTubers. I've watched a lot of, um, I took a lot of quizzes to really understand if, uh, if I am able to take on this career change and if I have skills that are transferable. And I do. 
I really do. Um, we all do. So we all, yeah, we all do. So, um, yeah, I started my journey. I started uh, coding on my own, um, different using different platforms. I've been to a couple of intro classes and in different boot camps. Um, and I'm actually going to say this: I'm actually starting a coding boot camp in September. <laughs> Yay, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> so this is the first time actually saying it publicly. I haven't said it, said it, I haven't announced it yet on my blog or um my uh Instagram page yet. I, I do have intention to do so soon. But yeah, this is the first time I'm actually publicly saying I'm actually am starting one. I've already been accepted and I am starting in September. You heard it here first, folks. Yes, you heard it here first. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, and I am yeah. obsessed with Carmen. Like, I'm having her on a podcast episode soon. And yes. I just can't wait. She is just, she is fucking goals. Like, yeah. in so many ways. Yeah, she um, is freaking, uh, um, I love yeah. her. And I, when she announced that she quit her six figure, just our coding, I was like, mm-hmm. Lydia. Come on. The universe is talking to you. So yeah, she has been such a great help. Um, I've talked to her. We've chatted. We've connected on LinkedIn. Um, She's checked in on me and everything. And I am super appreciative of that. Um, And so many people out there, I, I really love the fact that I can like send someone a message and they just have the energy and intention to genuinely just want to help me without really knowing me in real life and respond to all my questions. So that's, that's, that's what's next for me. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Personal finance (laughs) space is so welcoming. It's especially the, the personal finance space of like people of color. Like it is such a community and like most of us have never seen each other in person, especially (laughs) now with COVID. Like we all just internet friends and shit. But it's like we got a whole click out. <laughs> we have a whole community, a whole fucking like sisterhood out here. It is insane. Yeah. I like I've connected with so many different people through this community. Um, yeah. Recently, Rita, um, oh, Josie, I'm obsessed with her life. <laughs> running, yeah. Like this morning, right before our talk, me and her were on a webinar. I sent her a DM. I'm like, girl. I thought of you. I saw this uh, about using Canva. I was like, I know you're going to create a blog soon Mm because you need to. I said. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. I know you are on a journey for great things and I am here to support you. And I sent her a link and we were both on the webinar learning. Um, Yeah, uh, I love it. I wish I like literally in my head, I like picture all of us like in an auditorium, just like literally chatting it up. Right, like all of us together. <laughs> when the world opens back up, we all need to like just bomb like FinCon and just have like, our own big ass 
minority POC like personal finance fucking party. Like, oh my that, god. That thing. And I think honestly, like this is gonna grow to the point where we're gonna have to have our own conferences because it's a wave. Like it it's is. Not- it's coming. It's probably in the works and we don't know about it. Like I am like, I'm not surprised if someone's out there is already doing it. It's in the work and we all are going to get message soon, but we, it, it needs to happen because For sure. we are like, oh, I can't even think of the names that are coming across my head. There's so many of us out there doing things, making things happen and just sharing the knowledge and being genuinely intentional and just being wanting to help literally yes. just help. I just yes. want to help. I want to look out for you. I want to look out for you. Here, this, do that. Ask me questions. Um, That's how we all move forward as a community. Like, you know, our success, your success is my success. Like, we all just got to realize that every person that we can impact and educate mm-hmm. and put mm-hmm. in a place of power, like, that shit is what makes revolutions happen. And yep. If people don't know, like y'all can go on my Instagram. I call myself a first gen financial revolutionary. And why? Yes, I saw that. <laughs> because like the shit we're doing in building wealth in America as a woman of color, like in an oppressed fucking society, that's some revolutionary shit. Okay? Yes. Let's not get it twisted. Like we were never meant to hold this position to be able to earn wealth in a in a society no. that does not put systems and structures in place to support that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no so anytime that we can get a plc of any flavor like to elevate that shit is good for all of us yep one when we all win together and it is at no cost because we have a system that is not made for us it is not made for us to thrive to elevate to build wealth like it there are systems in place that don't want us to do that out there. There's algorithms out there too. And even in tech, and I'm learning this as I'm going into this whole new field, there are algorithms out there. Like there's technology in place that don't want us to thrive together. And the thing is that it's at no cost to it. It is free for us to do that. There's like there's no one out there that is paying for us to be influenced, right? So mm-hmm. even sharing, sharing another person's content, you know, shouting someone out, tagging them. And that's how we grow. I mean, look at where I am at now, right? I'm right. here like on your podcast. Had Vanessa not promoted it, had the side hustle summit not occurred. I've met so many people through that and we have connected and we're building. Like I'm, I seriously, when I see something, I just share it right? Mm-hmm. Like today's webinar, I, two people came to mind. No, three people. I'm sorry. Uh, Josie from Brown and Green blog. Mm-hmm. Rita came to mind immediately and Valeria from My Dinero Diary, right? Mm-hmm. Three. And I just thought of that. I'm like, oh my God, this is so helpful. They just started their blog just like I did. Let me send them this information, the free resource for us to get started. And Oh, it's just so impactful and powerful. It's, I'm I'm all for it and I'm like loving it. <laughs> I love this. Okay. So where can we continue to follow your journey and find out more about you? Because I just am so excited for everything that is, is yet to come for you. And I want to follow along. Thank you. So uh, my personal page, um, after I became Debt Freedom, I actually changed it. And I she is Libre. Uh, that's my Instagram account. Um, and my coding journey is at Poderosa Coding. 
And I also just recently started my blog and it's poderosacoding.co. Um, I started just talking about my journey, answering questions. Anyone can ask me questions on both my pages at Poderosa Coding, at She Is Libre, about just anything. Um, I've had so many people reach out to me, ask me where to start, how. In terms of software engineering, too, a lot of people are like, what? You have a degree in psychology. You have no experience. And I don't think I was ab I'm was able to code, but seeing you, I am able to. And I'm like, no, just cut it out. Cut. Don't say that word, can't. You can, and you will. And I will share resources. I will share links. Um, it is possible. I, I shared a recent post where I saved $1,150 by getting free courses and advocating for myself through these boot camps, mm. asking for scholarships, asking for financial help, putting it out there that there are resources for me. There are grants and organizations that are willing to help you in your journey. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just like mind blown, like the mind blown emoji, like that's my face right now, because I am just, I get so emotional, like listening to stories of women, Latinas who just have their light bulb moments and just fucking kill it. And you are killing it. Like, I, I just can't, I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Thank you so you. much for being here. I am so excited to continue to follow your journey um and yeah thank you no thank you for having me here like I told you when you sent me that message I was like pinch me like I <laughs> like I was just like I, I I can't believe I had to do like a breathing exercise prior to starting this because I was just like this is this, like this is happening like I'm really going to be on her podcast but thank you yeah. for all the support thank you for all the motivation and thank you for what you are doing um overall just your entire platform your entire energy aura just everything you are, you are manifesting it. You are putting it out to the universe and we are here for it. I am here for it. Um, so I really do look forward to everything you have to share and every single person you have to bring to this platform. Like I am one of your fans. I, I do listen to it. Um, even though I'm on it here now, I, I really do listen to it generally every Sunday when you bring out a podcast, I'm like there listening. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. And I'm just so excited for everybody to hear this story and to realize that girl, it is never too late to get started. Nope. If not now, then when? <laughs> if not now, then when? That's it. That's yep. all we got, folks. Thank you so much, Lydia. Thank you, Janice. I hope you love that episode with Lydia. She is so inspiring. And you know, she's just one of so many examples of amazing women in this community that have taken their personal finance situation to the next level. I cannot wait to see what Lydia accomplishes as she continues to go through her coding journey. I have no doubts that she has so many amazing things just waiting for her. Now, as always, if you're loving this podcast, please make sure to share and subscribe, and please make sure to rate and review. All of that helps people like you find our podcast. And until next time, guys, stay inspired, stay strong, stay woke, stay informed, and stay poderosa.
On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.